This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you. Dan, what, you. what is going on? I'm just being safe, Martin. Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. I can't understand you. You are the ones that make this all possible. Are you wearing a mask? Are you wearing a mask? Well, yeah. Uh, Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Thank you. It's patreon.com slash says who. No one can understand you. Why are you wearing a mask? I don't want to touch my face. Dan, just don't huh. touch your face. Get the mask off. This, 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 is, trust, this is easier. It's okay. I sound fine. You, you do your ad now. I'm not wearing a mask, and I'm not touching my face. Well, I mean, I, some of us like to live a little less dangerously than Maureen Johnson, apparently. Dan, I, very simple system. Take a thumbtack, super glue it to all your finger pads, and you will, you'll stop touching your face really quickly. Oh, that's pretty smart. Yeah. Okay, do your ad. Hey, everybody, are you preparing to stay indoors for a few days slash weeks slash months? Why not get books? Books, a new reality, a flexible reality, something you can go in and out of and not talk to other people, but you feel like you're in a whole other world with all these other people. It's perfect. Books are awesome. You don't even have to go anywhere to get books. Electronic books, they come to you. They show up. And if you would like some books, why not try Truly Devious, the mystery series by me? Truly Devious, The Vanishing Stare, The Hand on the Wall. They're all out now. You can have a whole adventure. It's like a, it's a, it's a mystery. It's not like a mystery. I got to stop with the like. It is a mystery. It's a mystery series. People seem to like it. Why not get it now, please? Also, if you leave reviews online, that is huge. As much as I don't want people buying off of Amazon, those Amazon reviews are great in terms of getting like so thank you if you're leaving reviews it's a huge deal for authors we love you thank you books just books just get just surround make a fort of books books author maureen johnson just take the mask off then the yeah the mask is unnecessary maureen if you uh, i have probably touched my face four thousand times in the last five minutes. So it is, it is deeply necessary, but it's okay. This is what everyone's going to sound like soon. So just mm -hmm. do what the CDC says, wash your hands. Yeah. Get a few essentials in, not like anything excessive, but okay. Get in some basic shelf stable stuff. We're a couple. So that way, if you get sick, you don't have to go out. You got some soup, you got some stuff you can eat. You know, stuff like that. Get, um, uh, like I did the other day, um, some water storage jugs and a life straw and um, 50 pounds of dog food. Okay. And um, even if you don't have a dog, get 50 pounds of dog food. It's never going to hurt. And you, you know, obviously. And don't touch your face. And don't be ridiculous. Duct tape the windows. Um Set, I'm good on the face touching. I co- got it figured out. I have a whole big hood over my whole face. It's a little hot in here, but I'm not touching my face. Practical things, Dan. Booby trap your door. Can't see anything, mm. but I got nothing. No, no viruses on my face. <sighs> it's so hot in here. Yeah, just take the mask off. It's very humid, too. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker. I immediately just touched my face. Just touched my nose right there. Dan, just hold a hamster in each hand. (laughs) They... I think that hamsters are probably a real breeding ground for disease, Maureen. No. Hamsters? All right. A rat. A rat. (laughs) There you go. A pigeon. (laughs) 
A rat in the hand means no virus on the face. I don't think rats get coronavirus. That's true. And trust what, me. And really, when has a rat ever spread any disease? You don't want them near your face, though. They're little sharp fangs. Oh, tough fleas. They will rip your flesh. Oh, God. I, I, it, I am at least extremely conscious of how much I touch my face now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I'm not. But every time I do it, I get to feel a little bad about myself. So it's good. All right. Got a good. I just did. You like feedback loop going right now. You like a craft, right? I do. Maybe you can do like a a craft. Can you make a thing that every time you touch your face, you get a small electric shock? You know what? I so I actually thought about this. Oh, my God. Uh, I thought about this the other day because you can create a circuit with your human body. And I was trying to figure out, is there a way of having a little electrical current in my hand that when I touch my face, it would go off? But your whole body is a circuit. There's no good way to isolate just the face part. It would go off every time. But uh, I did see somebody online today who built a little... um, a little computer vision project where if his hand re- reaches his face, his computer says no. Just no. Yeah. No. It just goes, no, no, that I need that. I need, I literally, as I was talking about that, I was itching my eyebrow. No. Why do they make the face so itchy Maureen? No. Well, it's cause you have a beard. No, but my eyebrow isn't my beard. I don't know. I don't know how beards work. I don't have a beard. Well, it's not your eyebrow. I'll tell you that much. You have an eyebrow. Yeah. So it's not a beard. Same deal. It's face hair. I just did it again. Mm-hmm. My nose. I just did it again. <laughs> I can't not do it. I re- literally, I can't not touch my face, Maureen. Damn. It's not, it's, I, it's going to be fine. I just did it again. Okay. Let's just move on. I did it again. I'm just shaking my head, Dan. I'm just shaking my head. Uh, I'm dead. I'm dead. Dead man walking over here. Are there any cases in Chicago yet? Yeah. In fact, um, because I have, um, that stupid kind of Chicago pride that most Chicagoans have. I'm like, oh, yeah, Maureen, we had the first one. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, you know, we had the first one. She got better. She and her husband, they got better. We got the first. We also had the first two uh, that got better. So there you go. Uh, but I believe there are two or three now here in the in the greater Chicago region. I think they are in uh, concentrating in Arlington Heights, Illinois, actually, which is just outside, just outside the city. Uh, but yeah, first, first, first. My, my predictions about when it would pop up in New York have been pretty good so far, just because it's New York. And I turned to Oscar and I was like, well, it'll be here soon. He's like, how do you know? I'm like, because we're New York. We're just like a giant, we're a giant subway station with yeah. a lot of good restaurants in it. Like that, you know, we're, we're a, 8 million people sitting on top of each other coming from every corner of the globe constantly we literally live in close i mean i can't get outside unless i get in a tiny box with my neighbors so it's kind of remarkable that new york city is not just simply a virus fountain all the time i think we probably have pretty good immunity because of (laughs) i mean also puppies this place is just like you want? Would you like to find out more about Giardia? Come to New York with your puppy. Like they get it constantly because it's everywhere. Um, and uh, a lot of my neighbors uh, work in hospitals, um, and definitely some of the hospitals where some of the quarantine patients will go if they have to be hospitalized. So, um, although I think. Uh, the quarantine patients right now are up in uh, Columbia Presbyterian, the one guy. So um, I think we've got three now. Yeah. So. It's- I mean, we we will talk about this a little bit more f- fully, but I, 
I think that it is fairly clear that if you have three, you have a lot more than three. Oh, yeah. That's why I was like, of course, there's going to be more because people already have it. Yeah. Already and here. we're not we're not actually testing for it. So we're not actually that. testing or people are just low grade sick. Yeah, we have reached the point where a couple at least one neighbor has been the maybe I have a have the coronavirus stage. Oh, perfect. We have reached the point where our neighborhood next door is posting homemade hand sanitizer recipes. That's not a bad thing. I mean, that's good. Look, yeah, washing your hands is good. As a small child, I was taught scrubbing procedure by my nurse mom, and now it's really paying off. I just touched my face again. Maureen Johnson. Mm. I would like to start this episode now that I'm done touching my face. I just did it again. Um, with a bit of a mea culpa. Mm? I think that's the word. I don't know Latin. I am no longer. I was certain of two things this election cycle, Maureen Johnson. And that was there was no way in hell Joe Biden was going to become the nominee. Mm -hmm. and that Bernie Sanders was was going to fade out quickly. Mm -hmm. I am no longer predicting the future, Maureen. I'm done with that. I'm out of that biz. Interesting. Well, Dan, yeah, we, we learned some things. It was, uh, it was Super Tuesday yesterday, Dan. It didn't, wasn't it super? It was a Tuesday. Although today I woke up and I thought it was Tuesday. No. So I am apparently in some sort of a Super Tuesday loop. It's well, Wednesday. It, We're recording it, this on a Wednesday. You're hearing this on a Thursday. Super Tuesday is long in the past. And many more things will have happened by the time. This will be well out of date by the time you hear it tomorrow. Well, thank there are no more votes. Dan? There aren't. Things, I I, I'm not saying there's. Again. Maureen Johnson, Super Tuesday. Let's talk hmm. about Super Tuesday. Things changed up dramatically just before Tuesday with the South Carolina vote going on Saturday, going heavily, heavily, heavily toward Biden. And uh, both Mayor Pete and Amy Klobuchar dropping out shortly after. And then Monday night showing up in Texas at a Biden rally to endorse him. Beto took him out to a Whataburger. They didn't skate in the parking lot, though. I was going to say, where's the skateboard? We're going to see they Joe didn't. Biden on a skateboard before this is over. Oh, oh, no. We are. He's it's not. It's like made out of glass at this point. It's like it's like a China. It's like a China doll of Joe Biden. They're not putting that on a skateboard. OK. I was not a Mayor Pete supporter, but I watched his speech where I don't. Did you see the speech? I did not see the speech. Dan, it was a good fucking speech. And he was introduced by his husband in yep. an incredibly emotional. Um, he and his, it was kind of amazing. He and his husband were up there and it was you know, I'm glad he's not actually, I'm really glad he's not in the race. I'm glad that he is, a, a, that we got to see that. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a very good, you know, he is, he is, as everyone says, somehow he is a 70 year old Republican in the, in the body of an incredibly <laughs> good looking year old, a good looking 38 year old gay man. But he and his husband, it was a, it was good. Like they, you know, they talked about each other and finding each other. And it was, it was some good stuff. You know, I'm like, those guys, they love each other. It's pretty beautiful. So I liked that, Dan. I liked it a lot. Um, Amy Klobuchar, now that her task of punching Mayor Pete in his beautiful, beautiful face was, was complete. <laughs> She's got to find a new calling now. So she's like, I don't have to kick that guy in the shins anymore. 
And I have a I have a feeling, Dan, that now that Elizabeth Warren dropped on well, after she dropped on Bloomberg from the ceiling like a spider and he ran away. She may longer. No, may, I, 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 it's going to happen. Pro- We're going to record and it's going to happen. Like I just waiting yeah. for it. I'm just waiting for it to happen. Yeah, she uh, it's a. Yeah, I, I'm not going to. It is a it is very disappointing. You know, like guttural deep level. But yeah, I don't she doesn't have a, she doesn't have a path forward. No. And I assume that she's finalizing the plans of her endorsement. Um, so I don't. Yeah, she's do you, not moving it, forward without a plan. Well, she's already got a plan. It's just a question of, of saying hit the green buttons and then her staff immediately lifts the covers off the green buttons and hits them at the same time. You know, it's one of those things we have to turn the key while you're looking at the other person. <laughs> um, I saw that in Stranger Things. And um, yeah, Dan, uh, do you think it's going to be Bernie that she endorses? Dude, I'm out. I'm out of that game, Maureen. Anything I say, the opposite's going to happen. So, I would sure. Ass- I would assume she's going to endorse Bernie. I still think Bernie's going to be... My prediction is still that Bernie's going to be a candidate. Why is everyone so surprised about South Carolina? Everyone knew that was... Everybody was like, well, he's going to win in South Carolina. Like, it was always known. And then he won in South Carolina. I was like, can you believe it? And everyone was like, yes. Right. So, everyone has been saying it all along. Everybody. Yeah. Everyone. So, I mean, I think that to me, the reason that South Carolina was a, a wake up call was twofold. One, it seemed like Biden was all but dead. And then he put up a, a stronger number than uh, than anyone was expecting in South Carolina. And that was largely propelled by being the first state that actually black people live in, right, and voted, and they voted overwhelmingly for him and underwhelmingly for everyone else. Pete, I think, got 2% overall of the black vote, which is pitiful. Um, and so, like, that does that does matter. And then last night, largely things broke exactly the way they were polling, right? Biden won the states that he was expected to win. Bernie won most of the states that he was expected to win. But uh, but Biden did win three that had had largely been polling toward Bernie. He won Minnesota. He won Texas. And he won Massachusetts, which is not only was Bernie polling up on, but was also Elizabeth Warren's home state, you know. So he overperformed on Tuesday night. Oh, boy. He always overperforms. That's right. It's me. Amy Carter's shoe. Hi there. You had a good night. I had a good night. It was a good night for me and a good night for my man. I knew it. You, I knew he had it in him. You did. You you were unwavering in your support of Joe Biden. Always, I'll always be there for my man. I've joined the campaign. Have you? Yes, I've joined the campaign. I'm a staffer now. Oh, oh no. I wrote him a song. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, official campaign <laughs> oh. song. Okay, let's hear it. You ready? Uh, not really. Okay. <clears throat> Let me just clear my throat. Here we go. It's 2020 and there is an election. Don't know about you, but that gives me an erection. <laughs> so it's time to make your selection. Vote for my man, Joe. It's big, hangly, dangly, wangly, big bang ball time they hang down so low they're like canaries in the coal mine stretchy like taffy on a loom in the summertime vote for my man joe all you scrotes vote for my man joe they hang down so low they're like canaries in the coal mine stretchy like taffy on a loom in the summertime vote for my man joe all you scrotes yeah vote for my man joe 
Oh God, Amy Carter's shoe. That was that's right. Uh, that was. I have a question for you though. I was actually thinking about that. I figure you would make an appearance today. Oh yeah, I'm here. Always ready for so my So we went from the the most diverse mm-hmm. Democratic primary that we have ever seen. This, yeah. To two old men running against another old man as an aficionado mm-hmm. of old balls. That's right. How do you even make a choice? Oh, between the two old men with their balls. It's a good question, Dan. So luckily I... Well, I do have some information on that front. Oh, no. I, need... <laughs> I regret yeah. everything I've just done. I'm I like you. my face. Well, I'm not, ha- I'm not happy about this, Dan, but I need you to meet my sister. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. Hi, it's me. Oh, God. Hey. Oh, no, what is happening? I'm Amy Connors oh. on the show. Oh, God. Hello. Oh, no. It's me. Hi. I'm the other shoe. Uh-huh. They fucking left me in the West Wing. <laughs> okay. Vote for Bernie. <laughs> oh, no. Why? Oh, no. Are you kidding oh. me? Man alive. That whole crotch area smells like muscles. <laughs> <laughs> that whole middle region <laughs> is like a haunted attic. Ah! <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> Don't listen to her. Oh, God. Oh, no. Insanity. My man, there's cobwebs and stuff in there that I blow away. Ah, oh. Oh, the must coming off oh. my man. Oh, God. Oh, no. Don't listen to her. It's Bernie. Bernie's balls are much lower. I could just leave. Oh, God. Talk about the 1%. I'll tell you what. I don't even know what that means. It doesn't matter. His balls are the 1%. Oh, God. Oh, Oh, God. Imagine you took a bottle... I just took my glasses off to fully touch my eyes. Oh, my God. What's the name of that uh, cologne that you can buy in see men's cologne, the Old Spice? Mm-hmm. Now, imagine that was just old balls. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Splash that on. Don't listen to her. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Jesus Christ. My man Joe's balls are a lot lower. Someone help me. God. Stretchy like taffy on a loom in the summertime. Oh, oh God. Soft and spready. Stretchy, stretchy, stretchy. Big giant balls like meatballs at Carmine's. Oh, God. Dan. Dan. Do you have coronavirus? Uh, I I probably, I just touched my face the whole time. Dan, Uh, this is going to be one of those things uh, where sisters fight sisters. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm sorry. Sorry for your family to have this, um, this, this fissure. Fissure. I'll talk to you about Uh, fissures. Damn it. I thought that was a word that wouldn't do anything. Oh, fissures. (laughs) You're talking what's about ruts around the corner. My man. Oh, God. My man. My man. Oh, don't even. You don't even want to get me started on that. Oh, God. Help me. The whole apparatus is like one of those paddle ball things where the ball is on elastic. You whip, 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 whip. Oh, God. Help. 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 <laughs> vote for my man Joe. Uh, vote for my uh, man burn. Vote for my man Joe. Oh my god. It's big hangly dangly wankly big bag balls time. Hangly dangly sangly sangly stanky thank balls time. 
Oh, my word. Well, goodbye. Oh, God. Well, they went away. You hate (sighs) to see families fighting. I I can't. You hate to see families. I I don't want to see families driven apart by this. Oh, my God. I can't breathe. It's a stark choice. (sighs) When you've got two shoes fighting each other over whether, about whose balls are stankier and danglier. America 2020, I tell you. I I can't. My bread, my. It's tough. <sighs> it's a tough time. Oh, my word. That song is catchy. Oh, God. Stretchy like oh, taffy God. and a loom in the summertime. Stop yeah. it. Damn it. All the hell. It's a good song. Oh, my word. You are still, you're still in. You still think that Bernie's going to, you're, you're, you're there, huh? I don't know. I felt it all along. That I was just like, I feel like that. I mean, I'm probably going to be wrong, but I'm just saying this is what, well, that's where I put my chips down a while ago. I mean, I, it's not, I, I, I'm a Warren supporter who's like, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't even want to say anything anymore because it's just the whole mood is so. Bleh. Yeah. Ugh. But in, in, it's, it's, uh, in a lighter yeah. note, Dan, you know, um, I got a call from a family member yesterday who told me that the other unnamed family member had gone out. Yeah. Now, unnamed family member causes a lot of trouble. Un- unnamed family member is the cause of much hair of mine falling out, Dan. And uh, the uh, unnamed family member turned up in a Trump hat holding a Trump banner because a oh, Trump no. store opened outside of Philadelphia. So they went over there and they bought some stuff. And the other unnamed relative was, and he said to the other relative, uh, do you want me to get you anything? And the, uh, and the other relative said, yeah, so I could take it out back and burn it. Oh, good. And then proceeded oh, to read the first relative, the riot act. So um, I got Things so are mad. Things going good. Dan, it, I get, for some reason, this one really eats at me and I get, I kind of go rage blind for a while and I, I can't, I can't think straight for a couple hours. Even when I start thinking about it again, I feel like that what it hits some center of the brain that makes me not be able to think clearly. It's like I go into berserker mode. That seems entirely reasonable. Um, But it's not great because unnamed relative does stuff constantly. And then, you know, just it it upsets me because i'm like i i don't know i'm like i feel like i should be able to do something and i can't and um and just saying something to i've tried all different things and it only makes it worse uh so i did finally one sensible thing yesterday dan i was really angry and i was i was like forget it and i went outside and i went to the cross over to the gym and i ran there you go i made a choice dan i think that's good i work i think that I was like, I'm going to, no, if you give me this energy, I'm going to do something with it until it changes chemical form. That's super smart. And I think that that's, I think that's a thing, not necessarily exercising, but that's a thing that I I think everyone needs to have at the ready right now is what is the thing that I can channel this into? You Mm. know, we, we have talked for quite a while now. We're probably coming up on six months of says who you a recommendation that people take just 15 minutes a day, even to work on a hobby, put away a screen to work on a hobby or work on themselves or, or, or do something that is not checking the news and all of that. And I think that that's as, as important now as it has ever been. And I want, you know, I obviously do, Stuff that's action, like, you know, tr- do try to do other, you know, try to do other things, although we, we all got to do more, I guess. But every once in a while, it's so visceral that you have to kind of just just smash things together a little bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because sometimes you just got to, it's just that kind of kinetic energy. You just have to disperse a little bit of it. It's just, there's too much static. Yeah. So, yeah. So you had a good run. I'm not a good runner, Dan. So running is not really my thing. 
at all. Well, not a good run in like you had no. amazing form, but you just let it out. But that's the thing is I don't run. So when I ran, because I don't really do it, it really was like, whoa, <laughs> this is, <laughs> duh. My body was so shocked by it. Like, because I do other stuff, but running, I've just never, it's never, I, I literally, I kind of genuinely shocked my body. I was like, I'm going to make yeah. you do this thing you don't normally do. This is not your activity, but it's going to be right now. And then it was, my body was so confused by the input of running as the activity that it seemed to short circuit a little bit of the other stuff. That's good. So when in doubt, throw yourself a curveball. maybe is the tip. Like if you've got that exercise, just like I'm square dance, I'm going to dance right now. And then your body's like, what? And then you're, then you kind of like, oh, okay, I'm so confused by what's happening that I'm a terrible runner. Always have been. I am um, also not a good runner. And boy, oh boy. I mean, I do lots of other stuff and I walk. I walk miles and miles each day, but running has always been like the yikes. But Same. maybe by the end of this, I'll be some sort of like. I mean, it's so. So my wife, Janice, also the moderator of the Says Whovia uh, boards on Facebook, the group on Facebook. She has uh, transformed herself into a runner over the last year, almost a year to the, I would say almost a year to the day. She, uh, she started not even being able to go five minutes running. And now she is, uh, she's training for a half marathon now. And just, uh, just this weekend, because it's finally getting nice occasionally again in the Chicago area, she ran 8.1 miles. Wow. So, uh, so it's possible and, uh, but it's also possible with any, you know, just little tiny steps toward larger goals, but just really kind of taking it, taking the fast and the furious philosophy, Maureen of a quarter mile at a time. Quarter mile at a time. You know, you don't even do a quarter mile at a time. I'm so bad. I was doing the thing where you run 30, fast walk 30, run like, you know, I, I was working it up like that. Totally. Because I can't do straight through. I didn't mean the quarter mile literally. I meant it. Well, as now a I'm. I, did, I, I was watching that little thing go. Like I was like, you know, run, 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 run till the chit. Long way, you know, till chit. And also, it has that screen that where you're doing an imaginary run. Oh, I like the, those. Like yeah. through the like through a Forest, through a national Sequoia. park or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I like those. I would have thought it was impossible for me to be. I I think it's impossible for me to be a runner. That's where I am right now. I think it's impossible. Um, so maybe what we'll find out is by no. Let's see if I if let's see if I do this again. Maybe I if it because I didn't die from it. So who knows? Well, I I mean I think to do a mile it was an embarrassing amount of time. Yeah, seventy five oh. minutes. You did um, a mile, though. Yeah, but I mean, it, it took 14 minutes. It's okay. I mean, that's that's basically as fast as I... It's literally as fast as I walk it. <laughs> that's me walking at a fast pace just around. Because, you know, one of the places I need to go to regularly is a mile. So I know I'm like 15 minutes there and back. Um, so I guess I'm constantly, I, I'm constantly kind of walking fast everywhere. I just don't run. So that's pretty not great. So, right? I, I kind of, I, 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 in my head right now, I'm starting to form the idea of November goals. That's what I'm trying to, yeah, like, you know, I don't know actually how long it takes to run a mile. Is it nine minutes, eight minutes, something like that? An eight minute mile is fairly fast. Is that fast? Yeah. 10 minutes? Yeah. I mean, I think you can, you can set whatever goal you want for yourself. So what, a 5K is how many miles? Three and a... 3.21. One. Okay. And that I think, I usually... think 5K is 3.1 and a 10K is 6.2. Okay. So, and what's like a, like a average, like you did a 5K. Uh, so I, I don't know because again, I am not a runner, but I can say that, uh, Janice, when she got to the point where she was running, um, longer she did do sort of a self-timed 5k and this was back like 
five months or so in and it was i think 10 and a half or 11 minutes wait she did she did a 5k in 10 minutes no but by the mile you, you oh, measure gonna, it by like, the mile like, that doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem physically possible no then. no 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 you measure no 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 yes she became incredibly fast she's um, seen bolt um but it's it is the thing that has been interesting watching her is that there has just been sort of steady even kind of growth at it, you know? So she was running a 10 and a half or 11 minute mile in August by November. I think that was more at the like high nines. Right. And now she's, um, she's been running in the low nines, you know, and it's just like it, just chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. And it's, you know, it's been remarkable to watch and it's not always linear, you know, uh, as with anything you do, there's, there are times that you backslide and, and all of that, but she has, she has stuck with it in an amazing way and has really done remarkably well. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and I will add in the, um, in the Sezhuvia group on Facebook, there are there are a few other people that she has kind of been communicating with that have been uh, starting to run or getting back to running after uh, illnesses and things like that. And, you know, it's it's wonderful to watch. And there is there is a little group of people that seem to be supporting each other there uh, running wise. I'm not sure it's right for me, but maybe I should. I'm just going to keep tapping at it. Yeah. See how it. You know, see how it feels. Because, yeah, I mean, um, I think that I think that it's it, you can set your own pace and set your own measures for what improvement looks like and and all mm-hmm. of that. But <sighs> I like this idea of setting personal goals for November that you can mm. work through during this whole, you know, what will be a very stressful time. Having an additional, having an additional thing in the, in the, uh, in the measure. I'm going to think about that. I'm going to think about that, Maureen. Man. I'm going to think about that while I'm holed up at home, not touching my face. Are you touching your face right now? I was. Yes, I was. Pretty much if I ever mention not touching my face it's because i had just touched my face not good at it not good at that maureen turns out i'm i'm really bad at not touching my face yeah i mean okay are we going to talk about this coronavirus thing i think probably we should i think that that at a time where we already had plenty of mental drag on our own brains there is now a whole nother one that is um that is there, and it is the coronavirus. The unnamed relative has also been getting his uh, coronavirus updates from his weird news network. Oh, no. And Trump. So he was saying things like, the Democrats caused it, and <sighs> there are no cases in the UK. Oh, good. Hmm. Hmm. Apparently... The UK cases, I believe, jumped. The number yesterday was reported at 51, and the number reported today is uh, 85. Yeah. So it jumped 34 cases in a day. I mean, so there are two things at play when we see these numbers jump, right? One is it is a very transmissible virus, right? Mm -hmm. So there are, in fact, new infections. The other is we're testing people. And so we see the numbers go up because we're actually testing people. It's not that those folks that got tested literally got it in that 24 hour period. It's that they actually got tested. And I think that's one of the things that right now in the U S we're not doing a great job of testing people. Right. And versus say South Korea, which is testing like 10,000 people a day or something. So their numbers are ticking up like like clockwork. But that's because they're actually learning who has it and who doesn't. 
we're not doing that learning so much here right now. Right. I think that that's like, I know it, I know that it, it is going to come as a real shock, Maureen, but it turns out that this administration's gross incompetence at everything is also uh, applicable to managing the coronavirus. Well, Dan, two leaders are doing a great job. There's one, there's Boris Johnson yesterday who went on and made a whole speech about the coronavirus and said he visited all these people with coronavirus in hospital and shook everyone's hand. And two, someone um, someone who had touched Mike Pence has now been quarantined, which to be fair is what happens when anyone touches Mike Pence. And so, so technically, I don't think the person that's quarantined actually touched Mike Pence. Well, I'm but I'm personally happy for that person because I don't want to hear that anybody's had to touch Mike Pence. <laughs> Mike Pence on Friday visited a military academy in Sarasota, Florida, and then over the weekend, a uh, a case of coronavirus has been. Uh, has been identified there and the a mother of one of the kids uh, was found to have been in contact with the person. Um, and so both the mother and the kid have been quarantined. Now that kid, it's a little bit unknown whether or not that kid was there when Pence was there, but that kid has been around the kids that were there with Pence. So, uh, yeah, and he was shaking cans and and all that. What are they doing with all these presidential candidates who are out on the road meeting tons of people and they're all over 75 years old? Yeah, it seems um, that part, that, that part, Maureen, it's not great. Yeah, it seems really bad. Don't seem great. And the only one that's going to be fine is Trump, who's never touched anyone's hands ever. Right. Tur- turns out his wacky germophobia is going to be his real, real boon for this dude. Turns out not touching anybody sitting around in the in the East Wing shit posting all day is probably going to be a good survival strategy and makes me angry. He does like rallies, though. Yeah, but and no I can't imagine him. him curtailing those. So yeah, but nobody nobody goes near him. He just true. stands in the middle, and that's true. That's true. Maureen Johnson, have you been have you been preparing? You do have a nurse mother. I do. You ordered some masks. I ordered. What some, else have you been doing? I ordered some masks because nurse mom, who is her field of specialty. She's a nurse practitioner. One of the things in her old job is that she was a respirator mask specialist who used to order them and train on their proper use. And she insisted that I get some N95s, even though the CDC does not recommend doing so. And she said, listen, you live in New York. You're in crowded spaces with other people all the time. And it's not a guarantee, but some barrier is better than no barrier at all. Um, And she is the kind of person that literally just has N95s in the house. Yeah. Um, you know, we ordered some, uh, I got some shelf-stable groceries in. You know, got some spaghetti, some broth. You know, I went to Trader Joe's, which was apparently going to Trader Joe's at a heavy shopping hour on Pandemic Eve is, appeals to my sense of adventure because it was <laughs> something in there. Yeah, it was really I just kind of liked it. It was like I was like I was always that kid. You know, I said this before that my favorite scene in the zombie movies is the one where you have to run into the supermarket and grab as much stuff as you can in 15 minutes. I love that. I was like, finally, I get to live it. Yes. Um, Except mine is more you run and you grab the stuff before this. This was more just milling around a crowd you know as everyone's like there's no tomato sauce left um and there's no sat hand sanitizer left in new york city i found some bleach because there had been no bleach i also have been stocking up maureen we are the parents of a four-year-old so we already had a lot of 
uh, hand sanitizer in the house. Why? Because four-year-olds are gross. What? I know. He calls it Hanny Sanny, which is cute. It's very cute. But uh, but yeah, I last week. So I actually I know a I know a couple people in Tokyo. So when Tokyo when Japan went on lockdown, um, watching their Instagram feed of the things that they suddenly could not get. Uh, I was like, I'm going to get those things now. So I went and cleared out a couple of CVS's worth of hand sanitizer uh, last week. So we have lots of hand sanitizer. I saw that last week and I kind of was like, what's he doing? And now I'm like, what? Come over. We got enough for you. We got enough for you and Oscar too. Come on over. Um, And then, and now I have been, uh, I've been stockpiling toilet paper because the folks in Tokyo were like, we don't have any toilet paper. Um, So we're good on that and slowly chipping away at dry goods and things like that. Not that, like the thing that, that I have said, like, because I'm usually not a big prepper, Mm -hmm. uh, but I do like knowing people and seeing them kind of be like, yep, okay, we are on lockdown now. Uh, Brings a little bit more perspective for me. And uh, I'm like, you know what? I need to be a little more prepared. And uh, so, yeah, so we are. We're we're getting there. But I cannot stop touching my face. Oh, I also, I got a cleaner for my phone, Maureen. It's like a little coffin that you put your phone in and it blasts it with UV light for 10 minutes. I have one of those. It's my mo- amazing. My mother got it for me for Christmas. My it's mother, smart. I, I basically grew up surrounded by safety supplies. Like it, I, You're ready. This is your time. I, I worked at my mother's school like as a job, as a part-time job when I was in high school and college. I was a I was a school secretary in college. That was my summer job. I was a full time school secretary. Uh, so I've done the inventories of masks. I've done, you know, like I I have always lived in a house with gloves and masks and you know wash stations. <laughs> like this is I'm like doesn't everybody do this? That's when you you have that. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, I I. I will admit that I ordered stuff that I've meant to order for a while because I have a prep bag of things like tarp and space blankets and duct tape and like, yeah, things like that. Because honestly, I have lived through times that those things have been needed. Um, Yeah, you have you have lived through Hurricane Sandy in Manhattan. I've lived through uh, 9-11 as well. Oh, God. Right. That. Also that. But I mean, well, it was a bunch of stuff where you um, you had to be prepared for all kinds of weird eventualities or possibilities. Um, but, you know, during Sandy, we lost water, power, heat. Um, and based on where I live, water, the water, things can go wrong with the water. So yeah. um, I ordered a bunch of these water bricks. Right. And you fill them up and you seal them and it, it creates safe water. You know, I think they're good for six months. Then you refill the like you rinse them out and refill them. Where do uh, you fit a bunch of water bricks in a Manhattan apartment? Uh, I had to think about that for a while. And then I realized it's behind the very chair I'm sitting in because it's angled at a corner. Ah, so we there have a, you go. There's a big old triangle of empty space behind it. And also I'll just rearrange closets. You know, they're pretty flat and they stack on top of each other. So I'll just stack them and, you know, I, I've, I've made, you know, I'll figure it out. Uh, but I'm, I got four of those. So it's like, I think they each hold three or four gallons of water. So it's a few days. Yeah, you know, like 16 gallons of water. Maybe I should get more. That's <laughs> not, it's not a lot for two people. It's, but it's but, more than nothing. I mean, it's more than nothing. Do you think I should get more water, please? Well, I I have been honestly the water one has perplexed me a little bit because this is not a hurricane or a tornado or something like I don't I feel like we have been very much prepared to weather storms and I don't know like I don't know what would what would affect water with coronavirus this, I'm not nothing. sure 
nothing. It's just that while I was prepping, I was like, I should really do the one thing that everyone's like, have water in. Yeah, I just I've been unable to figure out why I need to do that. And I haven't found anything that tells me other than just tells me to have water. Yeah, I mean, because I have literally been in situations where the water was an issue. Yeah. So I was like, you might as well when you're doing it. Get the water bricks, fill them up. Yeah. And stash them, you know, maybe get a couple more. But I because uh, I've bought all the things like the tarp and the whistle and the right, you know. One time in school, our teacher assigned, I think this was sixth grade, our teacher, I don't remember what class it was in, possibly social studies, not sure. But the the plan was that you used, because this was before the internet, circulars and catalogs. And you were given an imaginary budget. And you had to imagine that you had to completely set up like a like a like a self-survival like a camp thing like you had to have enough stuff to live like food and things to cook with and you would cut things out like according to their price and then write you know next to it how much you were buying of each and you had to work out this budget of what you would do in an emergency like not even emergency like imagine that you have to go live in the woods and you have to buy all this stuff and what you know dan this was my goddamn favorite assignment. I was, <laughs> I had never in my life been so excited about. It. I loved school, but this was next level excitement for me. I remember this was like, Dan. I was so psyched about this. No one has ever been as psyched about homework as I was about this. I was like, my ship has come in, and I poured over those catalogs, comparing prices of tents. And camping stoves, matches. <laughs> I was clipping stuff out of circulars. I'm like, the meat is on sale. Let's stock up. <laughs> and I, you know, filled your notebook, put taped it in, wrote the prices. I was, Dan, it was like a dream come true for me. And so in many ways, that little glow has come. I, what if I just start? I can live it. I can fill my house with tarp. <laughs> it's your time. My time is coming. It's come. your time. So, uh, also, luckily, I work from home. So, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, listen, everybody, come to me for tips. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I. I often am like, I, I work from home. I work remote, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's I I I that part I've got down. It is a skill set though. Like you have to cuz you can you can drift. So you know, um maybe maybe when everyone's on lockdown, I'll offer some online Twitter classes and be like, "Okay, I'll be your coach to talk you through." <laughs> now for the next hour, your work coach. Work your coach. Your work coach. Life internet life work coach. <laughs> Dan, I was so excited about this. I'm ca- I'm very happy for you. I can remember sitting on my aunt's floor just pouring over grocery store circulars. <laughs> oh, Maureen Johnson. I, I was also the the I was a terrible Girl Scout. I could never even remember the number of the troop I was in, but I used to read the Girl Scout handbook back to front. I would drag it into bed with me and read it. I read it until my copy fell apart. The pages fell out. And they used to give you a little, like a plastic book carrier to carry it in. So it had this plastic sleeve with handles. My copy fell apart. And then I got, my parents got me another copy because the first part I ravaged it. So, um, you're ready. You're ready. I would read about how to make like a little stove out of it, out of a tuna fish can. And this is it. This is your time, Maureen Johnson. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. Last night, I I said these actual words and I fulfilled them, Dan. I said, it's finally time to order those dried beans from that company I like. (laughs) How many dried beans? I bought, I have, 
I think I have five pounds of dried beans. That's, That's a lot not of dried enough, beans. is it? That's I mean, it seems beans. like a lot of dried That's beans. That's a lot of dried beans. I actually have a storage container showing up for them. What kind of beans? Just black beans. See, I order. I'm vegetarian. I eat a lot of dried beans. And there's this one company that has, it's in California, and it's a farm. It's a ranch. And they grow amazing beans. They're the best beans. They're like, they're not that much more than other beans. But the quality yeah. is very good. And they cook very well. Um, so I don't buy meat. So occasionally I, I splash out on a nice bag of beans, man. And they're not like bling bling. Yeah. They're like $6, but, but you get a lot of meals out of that bag (laughs) saying they, they also cook really well. So sometimes with beans that are old, they don't cook well and you can't really, they're harder to eat, but these are all fresh. They're dried, but they're fresher, and so you you can use more because they're better, and they they hold up really well. Anyway, I ordered beans, Dan. I ordered some beans of my dreams. I was like, you know what? Finally, I'm getting those good chickpeas, and I'm going to stash them in, and every once in a while, if we get stuck, I'm going to put those motherfuckers in the pressure cooker, and we're going to have some delicious bean soup. There you go. Bean soup there you is go. great. I really like bean Says Whovians. Living it. This episode of Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Gonna make supporting it. Supporting at every level. A little stove out of a out. bean can. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. He, logo, he, he needs beans. Oh, yeah. Ted Leo's a big, big bean guy. Big bean guy there. Our logo was designed by Darth, who in the nick of time has returned Darth from is their out of, hibernation. Yeah, Darth has come out of the Red Panda Cave. We are so happy to see happy you, Darth. Happy to see Darth. Love you, Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at sayswhopodcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says Whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. You can spread the word, subscribe, and leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, March 11th, for our next episode. Or Maureen Johnson, if people are feeling like venturing out in the world, uh, where can they find you in Texas this weekend? I will be at the uh, North Texas Teen Book Festival, which is in the Irving uh, Convention Center. Uh, Dallas, Fort Worth area, Irving, Texas. Um, I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. I need it in front of me. It's okay. But that just look up North Texas Teen Book Festival. And the Internet's in front of you, listener. They have put um, advice up about, you know, don't touch the authors. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be a no shaking hands, no, uh, no. Um, don't, don't throw peanuts at the authors. Don't throw peanuts at the authors. Uh, no, like personal, no personalized picks and things like that. And there's going to be just giant buckets of hand sanitizer you can dip your hands in. Just dick your hand, dip your hands in Ooh. there. Hello. Dick your hands in there. Hello. Oh wait, I just noticed a little uh, news article that popped up. The outbreak around Seattle was only found by it because enterprising researchers found a way to get around the CDC. Yeah, it turns out that we're not doing anything. So, what a shock! We're in it for ourselves right now. Everyone's got to look out for each other. But yeah, we're in it for each other. That's what I mean. Not for, no, Dan, not for ourselves, for each other. I mean ourselves in that the, the government is Dan. Come on, Maureen, I said each other. Each other. Uh, it's 2020, and oh, no. there's an election. I know about you, but that gives me an erection. So it's time for you to make your selection. Vote for my banjo. It's big, hangly, dangly, wangly, oh. big, big, all time. They hang down so low, they're like canaries in a coal mine. Stretchy oh. like taffy on a loom in the summertime. Vote for my banjo, all you scrotes. Vote for oh. my banjo. 
From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. Stretchy like taffy oh, no. on a loom in the summertime. No. Vote no. for my man, Joe. I'm Maureen Johnson. And by the way, Dan, while you're stocking yes. up, mm-hmm. if you can't get to the store, why not sign up for Blue Apron backslash CDC backslash coronavirus God. forward slash God damn it, no. don't go outside. And it's never been a better time to sign up to the service that will literally deliver food to you in an impersonal box and just punt it to your door. They just, they don't even, they, they just throw it from a moving van and it rolls up to your door and you'll find no, individual not, grains of, not, of salt, no. just prepackaged in a single potato. And you can sit alone in the dark uh, with your mask on your face, staring into the depth of a potato, of a single potato, like Matt Damon in that movie about Mars. And um, and you you will get a hundred recipes for nothing. And this has been says who.